fucking here. I didn't keep it real from the jump. All right, we're back once again, folks, live in effect in Greenwood. Bonjour, shalom, what's up, and how you living? And here we are again, folks, on top of the Chaz Tower. It's actually not raining right now. It was raining earlier. It's nice in the Million Dollar Studio. How are you doing, Chaz? You know what, real talk? Food Network got me fucked up right now. Oh yeah. Food Network got me fucked up right now. What's what's solid on the Food Network these days? So so I think they have this one chew esque like show I can call like the kitchen or something. It has Joseph Morello on it, who's an awesome sandwich maker. He won one of the seasons of uh the next next Food Network star and he's been doing this thing. So they did this Thanksgiving episode where they're like, We're gonna make some Thanksgiving ultimate mac and cheese and you know, I like me some mac and cheese. You gotta like mac and cheese. Exactly. It's so classic. They, so they come in and they they make the roux, right? And, and that's I'm like, that's a good start. That's a good start. They put in some gruyere, they put in some cheddar. I'm like, all right, two cheeses. You skimping on the cheeses. I don't know why you skimping on the cheeses like that. Like <laughs> put some Asiago in there, some smoked gouda, you know. There's so something. many cheeses. Goat something, cheese. You right. Got, you got feta if you <laughs> want to go a different direction. Yeah. Exactly. Different types of cheddar. So then they did that, and then they put it in some yams and some Brussels sprouts. And I was like, hold up. Brussels sprouts? Hold up. W- were the Brussels sprouts fried? No, they were baked. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe. But, uh. then, but then after that, they put on... Okay, this, this, other, this last part, I know true um, mac and cheese fans will be like, blasphemy, blasphemy. But then after that... They they put some breadcrumbs, not breadcrumbs. They put um toasted, uh, not cornbread stuffing on top of it. And, right. And I was like, all right, the crunch, the crunch part I can do because I've been switching between doing a cheesy top and doing like a a buttered breadcrumb chop. And I don't, I don't, I don't have a preference for either one really. So yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I mean. Okay, so and I can see that the somehow the Brussels sprouts are like a substitute for like a broccoli. Yeah, I've seen that sometimes. Like I do the broccoli like myself. I'll I'll, I'll chop up some broccoli, toss it in with the mac and cheese, melt oh, yeah. melt the extra cheese around it, and then mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to go full in, yeah, you uh, you do the breadcrumb thing, toast the breadcrumbs on top, cut it out like kind of casserole or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. As, as a friend said to me on Facebook. A mac and, mac and cheese is a casserole because the casserole is technically anything that's made in a casserole dish, but I digress. There you go. It's a de- <laughs> the definition should be on the back of the blue box. <laughs> but uh, that's that's just the intro, guys. Today we're starting off with our normal segmented segment of all the original, the only, the first ca- callbacks. Callbacks. What? Yeah. So we're here again. Talking about things that we've already talked about, which for today, I mean, the hot news has been definitely the uh, different versions of the tax plan and how it's uh, it's it's kind of stalled right now at this moment. Yeah, it is. It's stalled because they are they're trying to do it through reconciliation, and that's how they can use their fifty-two uh, majority. And right now, they're saying that the deficit will go way too high if they make all these changes. So, and the deficit hawks won't vote for it if they do that. So now they're kind of going to the back to the drawing board quickly. I expect um, with this 
they might go deep into the night tomorrow if you're listening to this afterwards we'll recap what happened that night but they're probably going to go in for this one because they really they're, they're desperate right now yeah they got to get a w for uh <laughs> for trumpo so yeah they'll probably sign it into law it's probably just some last minute shenanigans to give us hope that <laughs> it could end it makes news trump can call it fake news it's it's all part of the skit it's like yeah it's yeah. like it's like he's putting on this Broadway play that none of us wanted to go to, but we have to watch it anyway. Oh, point. my gosh. And, like, the first act isn't even close to being over. And there's, like, 15 I Want songs. And I'm like, God damn, we get it. Yeah, the only <laughs> running official callback of this show is that Trump is still president. <laughs> I mean, from the origin of this show, it's been like, well, that's a thing. So still still current. Uh, yeah. So it's 43 degrees here in Seattle, but 45 still in office. <laughs> That's All right. the weather. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that done callback. And also, you got to keep up with the FCC. Remember, on December 14th is when they're trying to do that vote and everything. So we got to make sure that we just keep hammering at them. We need to flip one of the commissioners on there because they win 3-2. So if we can win 3-2 then we can. So, you know what? We're going to get you those names. And then I, I think last week we, we told you what to do as well, too. So listen to the end of that episode if you haven't already, if you want to do or what other um, FCC stuff. I feel like next week we can we focus be, on the net neutrality and see what realities we're seeing on it because mm-hmm. things, things will happen. Yeah. And I feel like we should just like use Skype and just call in during the show like, hey. <laughs> this is the boys from How You Live In. <laughs> and we sh- want you to stick with some net neutrality because, hey, how are we going to get the word out then? Exactly. Uh, and also call back to all of our episodes about the Seattle election. Oh, yeah. Jenny Durkin was sworn in. Yeah. So she's officially taking the job. And uh, we can see, you know. Yeah, I watched, uh, she did a little live thing with uh, the Seattle Times today that I watched, and she was basically saying the same stuff from the campaign, and the stuff that she wants to do in the campaign, I'm very highly skeptical of, that is not really going to allow Seattle to become livable, unless, like, unless we see a housing crash again, and I don't see that happening anytime soon here, so, I mean, we just have to convince her that, I feel like we have to convince her that density is important, and you need to move the up zones way farther out than you want to yeah yeah i i definitely see the line project helping some of that giving kind of an artery of focus for a while that goes Mm -hmm. a little further out than things they've done since it's going to connect eventually to everett so hopefully that inspires some developers to get ahead of that maybe and get some larger projects going and i mean yeah if we if we put like a few high-rise zones in in places that are close to the light rail yeah and you know give them an incentive to make them inexpensively like give them a a deal on the property taxes or everything right and so that they continue to to make affordable housing an option yeah exactly the hope once it's completed but then those profit margins you know they think about making them luxury condos and that's what they're that's all they are yeah like every new development you see is all like look at this photo and then and then like they're so i've explored so many and they're just so a horrible use of space 
Hi, welcome to <laughs> this next condo. We swear it's not just a box in a giant brick building. <laughs> and, like, and then ultimately that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, I think my one bull, he is paying like 1900 for like, I don't know, 500 and something square feet to live in this tall ass glass building in downtown. And that's a high rise though. So I'm happy they made a fucking high rise. Like we need more of that. Yeah, that's cool. No, I think yeah, but it, it you know, it, yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's good that people want to live in those things and they get and they can get experience that and kind of, and and I wish you know there should be kind of a reversal at some point in some of these buildings on where they, like, place the lower end you know units maybe mm-hmm. make them more desirable parts of the building just to kind of like. I don't know. Give people a, ch- a chance, but anyway, uh, yeah, spreading out some of that—that's that's gonna be an interesting, you know. Hopefully that we can. I mean, hopefully people will influence her to do that. I hope Carrie Moon doesn't just like go away. If she had, yeah. if she had all that drive to do all that stuff, she should definitely like salvage some of that momentum. Mm-hmm. I think if uh, Jenny Durkin asked her to be on her. Uh, like housing board or like up something like do it and like you know got to get your voice in there because you know you know what the current plan for density isn't going to work in the long run yeah i doubt i think because they ran such a vicious campaign i don't really see that necessarily happening but yeah we'll see <laughs> i mean jenny durkin got upset at one thing she said because she thought she was being put in such a big light so she snatched it away from the person with zeal i mean i get it i mean i didn't like that degree of her character but i can see why she went that far in that setting so well uh do you have any other callbacks no i think i think that's yeah we can uh close that and uh head into the official episode number 42 i got it i got it so uh four deuce yeah which is uh what Jackie Robinson's numbers that oh yeah that's what they're always wearing because I, I see that in baseball it's retired for the whole for the whole league that yeah. is also the question that, that is the meaning of life from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe and wasn't it let's see that's probably Clinton's presidency number it's probably forty two um I, don't know, but, uh, I think yeah yeah so yeah interesting. Uh, and, uh, so here in episode 42, man, we've got the state of America and I want to mention that I don't think we don't have to go deep on it cause there's not a lot of facts, but one state of America currently is, uh, North Korea's missile launch. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I knew that was going to come up. Of course it, it has to. Cause like, honestly, man, the, uh, the way that he's posturing and the fact that now it's like scientifically like like proven mm-hmm. that these missiles have capabilities like you know we've we've studied the videos there's experts saying that there's different entities that have seen it you know so yeah man it's it's a real threat it's no longer this like invisible one so that's an interesting uh element to our current affairs in this world right now yeah that's true and they were saying that with the current rocket not with the warhead on it yet though uh it does have the ability to reach washington dc and new york so they have the propellant power to hit it but they're not sure they have uh, the miniaturization of the warhead yet and they don't know if they have the ability to mimic 
those two things together. So it it's a development and it's an important development, but there's still a ways to go before it's like, we're going to throw this warhead on something and hit them with it, which is what they want to do and have the capability of. So they have posturing stance. Yeah. But I guess, uh, but what this does say is that president Trump could piss him off enough where he says, fuck it. I don't want to do it with the warhead and just like shoots it over and does damage to a large part of a large city. Yeah. So, well, when we're when we're dropping the the bunker busters, those are considered like mini nuclears. Mm-hmm. So, it's like we are <laughs> waging I guess it's cuz they use dense dense like earth metals, you know, like uranium tips and stuff. Mhm. So that it has a a weight component to it as it falls, which makes it ballistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're ballistic metals. They're just not, they're just not intercontinental ballistic missiles. So that's yeah. why they don't get as much fame. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting development. I don't know. I mean, it's all posturing on all sides at this point until something happens. But true, true. You know, well, I mean, hopefully, and hopefully, nothing happens. Yeah, know? yeah, but uh. That's part of the current state. What what other uh, topics are are standing in your uh, book? Like, are you thinking maybe Bill Watch? Yeah, Bill Watch. So because we talked about taxes and the callback, um, and we're nearing the end of the month and everything. It's the day before December. I mean, yep. So I wanted to talk about House Bill 170, Protect and Grow American Jobs Act. And this one is interesting because this one deals with the H-1B visa. And for y'all out there who don't know what the H-1B visa is, it's uh, the visas that allow tech companies to bring in talent from other countries and everything. So there, there's been some thoughts around, I mean, you know, th- that uh, neo-Nazi bull with a nice haircut would always talk about how why isn't there enough of us? in the tech world they're taking our jobs and everything like that and so this bill really keys in on trying to change that but for but in in, it's going to change it to make it harder to get more people over here yes but there still aren't a lot enough people graduating from our schools to fill those jobs yeah so unless this is a part of a gestalt process of just like being able to say, hey, we're going to put give people more scholarships to go into STEM, both men and women, and, or something like that. It won't do anything. It'll just stagnate innovation of all of our tech companies. Right. And really the big thing is, is that the visa salary requirement is being raised from $60,000 to $100,000. And there are a lot of developers that get paid $100,000. But that means that <clears throat> they would need to hire mostly senior people um or i guess if they do have the money they could start hiring uh junior people for that price but junior people are new and they need to learn how everything works so that would be never a hard thing for those companies to want to do but with a lot of people who are coming to the u.s to get their education and then staying here to work at sixty thousand, they can teach them everything they need to know and keep working them up but now when they do that, what they're going to do is just go over to the new emerging tech markets in India and China. And those Silicon Valley's will get boosted because all the top talent that we used to grow is going to matriculate over there. And 
and it will be stuck with in tech innovation stagnation. And if you do not want to see an America with tech innovation stagnation, yeah. because that economy is going to go <clears throat> like <laughs> so. But but I guess with that said, too, this might this might bring up a new breed of more people doing those tech boot camps because there's a bunch of them out there now. Uh, where people in, I think, like eight months to a year can learn enough to get a development job somewhere. Right. So so they're good. The counteract of that, there might be a lot more of that, like treating tech like a trade more than anything now than just like a four-year necessary degree or kind of how like there's doctors, but then there's nurses and nurse practitioners um, and all that, so... Yeah, that that could be an interesting. Uh, it's it's gonna affect things. That's for sure. It'll be an interesting way of doing things. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the results are. You know. Yeah, it was introduced. It hasn't been argued. It hasn't been uh, built up. A few uh, representative Issa Durrell. Well, no, Durrell Issa, and you know you can call them. We haven't done this stick in a while. You can call them at two zero two. Two two five three nine zero six. That's his, you know, congressional number. If you want to call him and say no, no fam, no. Or 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 you know what? Hit us up at H L Y, H L Y box and say no. I actually think this is a good idea because it will protect jobs and you know give us an argument, right? Maybe yeah. even bring you on and you know we won't yell. But so yeah, it was originally introduced to the house on the third. Uh, on of like zero one three two thousand seventeen by the House of Representatives, which means that's pre-Trump, and then uh, it gets on the thirteenth of January, it gets referred to the Subcommittee on Immigration and Border Security, and so then from there it sat. So that's part of that, you know, slow processing. Mm-hmm. And then it was picked up on the 15th of November. So that's why you heard about it. And it was ordered to be reported and amended by a voice vote. And now it's in a committee's consideration for a markup session. So a markup session would mean that it would actually lead to being to a, a higher committee from the subcommittee. And probably move up to something that could actually be put on what we know as the agenda. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Uh, I would, uh, you know, yeah, keep track of who who's on the uh, committee that it's selected. Uh, yeah. And so, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, and beyond that, you know, bills are, uh, are going to be coming out next year. January because it is kind of a thing that you know they they do where they oh uh, yeah they put out stuff so you know we're coming up on that time again so we'll see and we'll get the new Congress too you know people had races in November so mm-hmm. yeah yeah Roy Moore is coming up He's yeah doing his runoff thing yeah the uh, the Capitol is a is a strange place man it's 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 always had its strange people but it's becoming ridiculous who's representing these days oh yeah no things for like sure. Roy Moore, yeah it's just it's getting it's getting too far I mean it's like I mean it's always been a thing where you, you, how do you get the good people to run for representatives that's true you know callback amongst callbacks of anything we've said or pretty much you know anything that's worked in this country. 
but we'll see you know maybe uh maybe eventually <laughs> 50 years from now <laughs> we'll look back and be like remember when it sucked <laughs> i hope i know i mean d- damn it's either that or it's Fallout 2, but you don't know. <laughs> you know, it's either Fallout 2 or it's everything's fine in 50 years and we're high-fiving because they're like, our bodies regenerate now. And, like, we drink more then and look better because alcohol makes you better, you know. I it, mean, yeah. The my- future livers are going to have to process alcohol really well, right? Like, that's going to be part of it. Is alcohol won't be detrimental to the body. <laughs> hmm <laughs> and, and, and then there's, like... So, this made me think of a few things. One, what the hell has the EPA been doing since all this other, like, smoke and mirror shit have been going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, know, it's ever since the, uh, we heard about them, like, maybe losing their funding. Maybe they're gonna go down. But, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, what are they... Well, what is the EPA up to these days is basically the real question. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. But there's also the Consumer Protection Board that was having things. So Mick Mulvaney is now the acting uh, director of it. But there's bylaws in there. They're forming that says that when their commissioner steps down, that the, the deputy commissioner, I don't think it's called commissioner, but the one right under him is supposed to take over. But Trump was like, nope. When we're going to use this other law to say I put Mick Mulvaney in there. And Mick Mulvaney, when he was a senator, did not like the consumer protections and everything. And before the podcast started, you were talking about the uh, the auto loans and everything and how oh, it, yeah. it's built up. <clears throat> and that that is one of the protection agencies that is meant to make sure that loans of that sort are fair. And... Yeah. and with Mulvaney in there, there might be some more direction to be able to allow more freedom and rates and being able to allow for more money gouging and everything. So it's going to be very interesting to see what what will happen with that whole thing. Yeah, when, it, when that ends up ha- uh, coming to fruition. I mean, eventually he's going to destroy as many of the cabinets as he can and the people that are going to take over these positions are going to be more and more appalling because it's just going to get closer and closer to what we really like mm-hmm. you know he's using the fringe things now because you know i mean department of education's next man you know department of education's next the the boss because it's new it's reasonably new it was, uh-huh. it was established in the 80s essentially and on top of that it uh it's got a lot of money and waste, maybe, or a lot of expenditures, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of debt. There's a lot of things going wrong, and, and there's things going right. But, yeah, it's an interesting department for them to uh, to be in charge of. And so um, that one's going to be in the next one we're going to be having to talk about. Unfortunately, I don't mean to be no, no. how you live in profit because you might be listening to this now going like, what, they fired the education guy yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen but whatever i mean it's 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 his mark i mean we just gotta kind of it's gonna be crazy there you know what now that you say that next week we need to look at and see where those dismantle the epa and dismantle the the education bills are at because those might have been flying under the radar but they're there and they were put in at the beginning of the year and i bet you'll get put in at the beginning of the year again next year 
Yeah. If they don't try to vote on it on some sneaky shit before different people get sworn over. In. Yeah. Yeah. Sessions. It's like a, ni- <laughs> a nice beer for while you're camping, but like the worst when it's the wrong politicians in DC. So. Oh, oh! Did you hear that uh, Sessions is uh, looking into common sense marijuana laws or something? I was like, "What?" Yeah, I don't know. After being um, against it all this time, huh? Oh, Jeff Sessions is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Little Keebler elf. I mean, maybe he's getting some information from the Colorado guy because you know he tolerates it and he's a Republican. So, and they've got that Colorado judge. Maybe they all hang out. You know, at one of those like DC steakhouses, mm-hmm. where yeah, you can get like a nine dollar Guinness and sit next to like the king of whatever weird political sphere that these guys come from. <laughs> no, I feel you. Although Jeff Sessions must live in like a a room next to like Trump's, just so he's like, I'm still on your team, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who. Yeah, who who do you think is Trump's? closest outside of outside of his family members Ooh, damn yeah like oh. like i mean clearly he's trying to sleep with ivanka but whatever <laughs> leave, that, leave that <laughs> leave that dynamite explosion of a of a situation alone uh-huh uh he's somehow in love with her, her man crush husband dude jared kushner you know Baghdad's sexiest man alive because he went there one time. <laughs> okay. And they just took photos of him in like a flak jacket standing like who knows where. And then he left and it's like, I'm going to solve this. Because remember Trump gave him that assignment. He oh, was, yeah. He gave him a lot of weird assignments. Like he's, and yeah. he's gone out and spoken once and everybody was like, who is the bull? So, yeah. So that's been interesting. But if I had to say anybody, it's probably Steve Bannon. Still. Yeah. Even though he's not there anymore. Oh, yeah. And he, he, he eventually, for optics sake, had to get rid of him. Because everyone knows that Steve Bannon is a straight-up racist. Is Steve Bannon his ghost dog? His ghost dog? Yeah. <laughs> he's like his like killer Forrest Whitaker sleeping in the fucking top spot of that downtown fucking high-rise. And he just gets called by this like killer mercenary every once in a while. Oh, my God. To lay down the law on somebody who just owes some money or been doing you wrong or been saying things about you. Yeah, ghost dog, man. I remember that movie. And he's like runs on this like adrenaline rush of like loving the Wu-Tang and listening to RZA in his head or like out loud all the time and reading Art of War by Sun Tzu and like having this whole like connection with all that and like being a weirdo. But mm-hmm. like at the same time being a killer, Steve Bannon is Trump's ghost dog oh yeah he's he's working things on the outside actually you know what i need to write that down too and to make sure that i look up to see what steve bannon is doing because i know he's trying to stir up everything and he's gonna be a big power player in all these 2018 congressional elections yeah he's gonna be out there trying to get trumpism into uh, the legislature more than it already is now and that's that's where does that's where yeah as we mentioned before, um, yeah, that's where those fights are going to be. Yeah, but uh, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, I think that uh, Bannon's probably pretty good. Let's see. I mean, that's that's probably one of the best choices because he hasn't really partnered up with anyone in the Senate or the House. Yeah, 
Uh, I mean, people come over, but they probably like, you know, begrudgingly. So, and then, yeah, he doesn't, and the military, like, his relationship with them is kind of tentative, you know, because you know, mm-hmm. he's sending people different places. Yeah, Steve Bannon's pretty good because he's off the radar. Can they hang out after he's president, though? Like, if if he's an is he an ex president? Is him is him and Bannon gonna be chill? Uh, maybe I don't know. Right? Like that's kind. Well, of- I want to say actually, I should probably say yes because like Trump is always projecting the I'm not racist, but even though damn well we know he's racist, and Steve Bannon is like, yeah, I'm a racist, but reasons, and it's like. No. Nah. So yeah, they they probably hang out after the presidency and all that. Huh. That's surprising. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it. I think I think Trump's one of those people that uses people and then tries to get away as long as he can. And has like awkward like, uh, hey, if he ever sees them again, like I don't know. He seems like the guy that's gonna brush Steve Bannon off once he's done with once he's done with him. But, uh, yeah, that's a good pick, though, for his best person outside his family. I mean, clearly his family and his inner circle is mm-hmm. his buffer against the world. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. You know, so, yeah. I think if I had to pick a uh, secondary choice, actually, I, I think it's between him and Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway is pretty good for him. That's not a bad one. Yeah, Kellyanne, like I remember, and now you don't hear about. I'm glad she's not on the news anymore, yeah. because she would just. There's this technique that people use when they debate online when they're when they're on the conservative side, and they always like to take something that you say and and then take a part of it and send it back at you, and would you go like, no, but really what it does is like this, and they take a little thing. That's she was trolling like internet trolls on national tv and i'm like what yeah yeah that's weird um yeah kellyanne conway's uh is a good pick as well i mean she's basically been there the whole time she's willing to say anything if she does get mm-hmm. called for the news and on top of that uh you know she's also kind of low radar now too she's managed to kind of disappear mm-hmm yeah I guess that's it. If you're not in his family and in his inner circle, he likes you kind of distant. Mm-hmm. I'll call you. No, 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 no. I'll call you. Right? Yeah, yeah like Rince Priebus. He was like, whatever. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, he likes General Kelly, but General Kelly is like, you a nut-ass boy. Nah. Nah. Yeah. So, recap of this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, it sucks for immigrants soon because they're going to have to pay more money. Uh uh, mac and cheese is delicious, especially if you put uh, some type of breading on top and bake it. It becomes a casserole, and uh, Trump is still president. All right. Yes. That's tonight's recap. <laughs> uh, so what other main topics do you have uh, pushing forward onto our uh, universe of, of reality currently before us, Chaz? Um, I don't have much else i did want to say that one of my newer favorite youtube channels called induendo studios has been doing a series about the the techniques of the all right i think i mentioned it before in an earlier podcast but they just came up 
with um, a new one about how the alt-right um, is never on defense. Yeah. And it's kind of just goes back to what I said about Kellyanne Conway, but that's how they pretty much operate on the internet. So it's kind of exploring like why they do it, how they do it. And then if you want to get into internet discourse with them, how to combat it. So, so yeah. Wow. Do we really want to get into the, the internet discourse? I guess because it's like frame of mind is happening and they're changing like people's thoughts or is it just kind of like throwing people to the wolves of the internet trolls? Well, no, the internet trolls are just trying to posture so they can win the emotional argument. Right. And when people and people don't think you win the emotional argument if you're always on the defensive. So that is kind of just flip the script a little bit where it's it's enough of a, a battle of ideas but enough where you can change the minds by inter- by countering them in a way that allows you to both make a statement but bring the emotional argument at the same time. Did you catch any of the Seahawks win last week against San Francisco. And by that, I asked specifically, did you see the last couple plays by the San Francisco quarterback that came in at the last second? No. So San Francisco was losing and was going to lose, and they're, they're in, their quarterback gets injured, ultimately. He went down. It looked like he got off the field, like limped or was carried off or whatever. But mm-hmm. – uh, uh, he was replaced by a, like a number one recruit. He, it was a, ultimately was originally in the Patriots and has been Tom Brady's backup this whole time. And he uh, landed over in San Francisco and wasn't used for the first couple weeks because, you know, it's it's they have a losing record. There's no real chance for them to win. There's no real reason to try him out as a product yet. They can get him into training camp at the end of the season and get him geared up for next year. Yeah, for sure. Well, because the injury he gets put in, he completes two passes, including a touchdown pass. Oh, snap. All right. Yeah, and and one of his completions happens on a fourth down. What? Which he manages to keep a drive alive and scored at the last seconds of the game. So he was able to close out the Seahawks were winning anyway, but with a last-second touchdown for his first two passes in the NFL as a 49er. Like, Damn, okay, that's legit. So it's kind of like this moment where for Seahawks fans, we have to kind of look at that and be like, uh-oh, that, uh, that 49er sleeping dragon might be waking up soon. Kind of. Yeah, next year. It's not, it's not going to always be the 0-9 squad they were, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll see in the next couple of weeks who they start and how that's going to work out. But uh, yeah, them 49ers. It was interesting. You know, cool. You know, it'll be good. You know, make us better. Get Russell in the weight room again. Yeah, know? that's true. You know, just sit there and talk to Sierra from the living room. <laughs> that was our baby. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> like life is. Oh. I love Jesus and life and Sierra and my babies in Wisconsin. Go Hawks. That's my Russell impression. Oh, my goodness. Actually, did well, Russell Wilson just left. We had him on the podcast for the first time just now. He was on there for five things he said while lifting. <laughs> he just wanted to show us his workout. For sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's basically my, my divergence this week is football because there was a bunch of big college football games. There was a bunch of big, um, NFL games. We, uh, we, 
Did you catch any of the news about what happened in college football with the loss of Alabama? No. From the number one seed. Yes. So they lost to their in-state rival Auburn, Perennials SEC title carrier. Yeah. So uh, they they gave them a little whooping and got themselves into the top four. So now now you got... uh, for new teams other than Clemson is still there. You got uh, Miami clinging to it. Okay. And you got uh, newly entered Auburn. And then I'm not sure who the fourth one is. But, uh, yeah, the, the the playoff rankings are shaking up at the last minute. And I think Alabama can get in with a Clemson loss in the – in the like title game, the ACC title game. Yeah, it's a bunch. There's a bunch of things still on the line. So football gets hot this time of year. Oh yeah. And, and then you uh, then you watch the NFL, and then New Year's comes, and you watch the playoff games. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Bowl and game. the bowl games are about to come out soon too. Yeah, yeah. It's bowl game season, man. Right, Chick Bowl, Chick Fil A Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Let me get some hot wings and watch some bowl games. Right, yeah. Buffalo Wild. I used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings on Sunday mornings and watch some games. Yeah, I would spend too much fucking money. I'll say that. That's why I stopped. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You're like, I can see all the games and I can have all the beers and all the wings and the ninety five dollars. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> I should have gone to the game. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, been there. This this podcast today was sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. Go to Buffalo Wild Wings slash How You Living, <laughs> and you'll save absolutely nothing on your bill. <laughs> but we appreciate the effort. Four oh four not found, but just for now. That's my new. That's a that's a t shirt. Four oh four four oh four not found, but just for now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Future or yeah, I guess that's essentially future side of. Yes. Remember when people have to leave those? Like, oh yeah. This like ownership drop on buying a domain that has to sit for like three months while they get the webmaster to build it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, I own this though. Check this graphic. <laughs> geckos on the screen if you put in this dot cam it is not 404 not found but don't click on anything because this is the future site <laughs> <laughs> oh the internet of the 90s yeah it's funny it's like the same thing now just with like a little bit of a new paint job and like that's true a faster engine you know? oh yeah you know but it's pretty much the same it's funny that way and now it just gives you like they've ads have crept in and then through memes, we've almost been given ads from our friends. So now uh-huh. our friends are aver- they found a way to make our friends advertise to us. So everything's still ad driven. That's is, true. Which is an interesting element of our economy is like, admittedly, it's mostly ad driven. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why we're seeing all these news when we're seeing these, you know, guys in media falling you know, like NBC news execs, it's because there's a lot of money in that because it's all funded by ads. Mm. There's a lot of money. And so the the voice of somebody that like they like and the like way somebody is that they like, you know, stays on TV longer. No, yeah, that's true. As long as there's no, you know, waves because it keeps a certain audience, audiences attached to people. You know, and so, and then it drives ad dollars because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's portrayed as a family man. So we're going to b- sell all these like family products during it. You know, everything's ad driven, you know, and that's ultimately uh, why the, you know, print media went away. 
you know, was because no eyeballs were getting to it to sell ads. Yeah, no, that's true. So even though they wanted to, I mean, there's an art form to printing. So people still want print media, but we're mm-hmm. depending on the print media to find its own financial structure to feed it to us in the sense that they're not going to gain the ad dollars on the guarantee that probably only 1,500 people might want that. Mm-hmm. But it's still a cool thing to those 1,500 people. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's interesting. So we'll see how that model is. I mean, maybe print at home media is going to be more of a common thing. Oh, yeah. When all to do, you know, print, you know, systems are easy. You can print your own graphic novel, you know, and it'll just like take a minute and then 3D print the binder. And then hour later you got, you know, the book you ordered. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I guess that would be, you know, print media in the future. Boom. Nailed it. All right. I am sorry. I came from the future because I've been watching Future Man. Ah. So this is brought to you by Netflix.com slash Future Man slash How You Live In, which will be 404 Not Found <laughs> for now. But I'm from the future when it's found again. So uh, what other uh, – I guess you gave people their, their kind of like places to, to grow their mind. And uh, remember how I talked about last week that I was going to pick up the Don't Just March Run For Something – a real talk guide of fixing your system, fixing the system yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I picked up that book and I still need to run through it, but um, it has an introduction by Hillary Rodham Clinton and and oh, and they have a really cool thing on uh, the front page. Does the introduction just say I'm out for a jog with love gag? <laughs> <laughs> what is what what was that? That was a uh this is a diagram of saying like are you thinking of running for office? And it starts off with like, yes. And then if you go down to yes, it's like, awesome. Do you know what office you want to run for? And then it does a whole bunch of other stuff. So One of those flow charts based on, yeah, answers. Yeah. So I'm going to read through it and give you all a review in the next coming weeks. Chaz Reads. That's going to be a new a new segment. <laughs> Chaz Reads. Yeah, actually, we should have the How You Live in Book Club. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it's just you. <laughs> okay. It's the How You Live in Book Club. Club, but the name of the segment is Chaz Reads. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be like, that's a dope book, man. I'm gonna like pick it up one time. I'm like, man, this is a cool publisher. And then like, <laughs> I'll be like, did you read that? You'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, cool. Tell me about that book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read it. <laughs> I don't read me. Yeah, I don't read many books. I pretty much read the books I get given for Christmas, and then like I might check out like three other books in an annual, you know, year, mm-hmm. like straight up. Like <laughs> outside of that, it's basically the media I consume on the daily, you know, of what comes at me. I don't know for sure. It's interesting that way. Life, life used to be full of books. <laughs> it's like, like that's such an old. It sounds so non-millennial to be like, you know. That's true. It was full of books. I was carrying them in large bags on my back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a time where people couldn't have access to books <laughs> and stuff. So shit. Yeah. What a time to be alive. We'll have to just remember how to do that when the power grid dies after the, uh, you know, the whatever failure of our economy. No. Or energy somehow doesn't get here, so we're not getting enough oil for our mainframe systems. No. The internet is still there, but it goes back to 56K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's a funny that's a funny like premise of a movie like everything's fine in the future except for broadband internet gets destroyed and so everything has to go back to 56k and so the whole internet like nothing loads <laughs> no i feel you facebook kills like 
2.5 million of its users because oh, Jesus. they're not allowed. No, they don't kill them. Like, <laughs> they're, 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 they're not allowed on the network because they're 56K. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Because only on the islands that Facebook purchased during the, the other years, those people, they get broadband still. Oh, my gosh. 50, wow. You just want, damn, you that, that would fuck up the what? No. Yeah. Not like, yo. Yeah, Netflix collapses. Yeah. All of its employees, like, escape into Alberta, and there's, like, talk of streaming that occurs there occasionally, but oh my God. it's probably driven by a bunch of electric bicycles they've, like, banded together mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to increase the bandwidth somehow. Somehow it does it. They're up to like cat five speeds or something, you know. Okay, that's that's something though. Yeah, they're getting like two forty p, but they're watching things. Netflix mm-hmm. clan in uh, in in northern Alberta. There you go. Then we'll we'll pitch that with the movie. That'll be it'll be side split with the movie where Woody Harrelson hangs out, and you know, with people. And then that way we can make the TV show spinoff where Woody stays in a different location with somebody because he signs on with us after the popularity of the movie. Oh, yeah. So shout out to last episode, Woody Harrelson. Hell, yeah. Sleeping in the wilderness. Yeah. In Alberta. It's like Survivor, except for they want to be there and they're hanging out with Woody Harrelson. Yes. Yeah. Travel show. Get at me. (laughs) Woody Harrelson. Clearly, I already got your number. We're going to have to tweet at him. We'll, We'll hit you up. Uh... But yeah, anything else on your mind, Chaz, this week following the Thanksgiving, heading into December? You know what, just just recap on the FCC, uh, talk to all the commissioners and say no to repealing net neutrality, uh, we'll keep our eyes on the tax bill, and we'll talk about uh, Steve Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, and uh, the EPA next week. So we can let you know where those are at, where how have those slid under the radar for a little bit. And, you know, the usual keeping you woke and all that. So stay awake. Uh, hit us up at H-Y-L-B-O-X. That's how you live in box. H-Y-L-B-O-X at gmail.com where we will answer your email or at least read it or see it or possibly not. But at the same time, you can hit us up and also get at me. At Sea Town Mayor, and that's S E A T O W N M A Y O R for the guy who sits by the sea controlling a town because the people wanted him to. I'm a community builder. Hell yeah. Sea Town Mayor. And uh, what are you up to and where are you at on the internets? I am at C R S I I on Twitter, Chaz underscore Baz on the Instagrams. And yeah, so check me out on those things. Follow me. You know, sometimes I talk about the things that I'm thinking of on the Instagrams. Sometimes I'm silly. Sometimes I'm serious. You know, got to have a little a column A and all a column B. So, hope to see you on there. Catch up with you all next week. Take care. Catch you later. Good seeing you. We're out. Good to see you, man. Peace. Peace. Hey, you get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Yeah. Straight off the lot, 300 cash, and the car came with a blunt in it. Yeah. Lil' mama a thot, and she got ass, that she gon' fuck up a bag. Yeah. Pull up to the spot, living too fast, dropping yeah. the dip in the stash. Yeah. In Italy, got too far on hoes, they DM me. Draw the top, when it's cold, but you feel the heat. Yeah. Be real with me, keep it 100, just be real with me.